the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning to you, and um, a happy anniversary to Father Nicholas and Jan. I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. God grant you many years. Already has. Already has. Father Alexander Schmemann, in his book for the life of the world, in which he was probably more well known for this book than any other, uh, begins by describing man. Well, he opens up, he quoting Feuerbach, man is what he eats, and of course moves on from that to say we need to take the Holy Communion, if that's true, (laughs) that we might become the body of Christ. Man is what he eats. And uh, then he reflects some on how scientists um, refer to uh, man in their, their, their Latin category, homo sapiens. Homo sapiens, the uh, uh, sapiens, the thinking man or the wise man, the the rational man. This is what gives uh, man distinction from the other animals. And uh, reflecting on the uh, political theorists, uh, homo faber, homo faber, the the working man, the fabricator, right? the working man. But he says the theologian in reflecting on man must say homo adorans. Homo adorans. That is the adoring man or the worshiping man. Man who worships God. And I think the gospel lesson this morning uh, focuses in on this action of giving thanks. And there is nothing more central and more essential to our worship than the action of giving thanks to God. And I would like to uh, reflect, uh, not knowing that it has uh, a lot of, uh, that I will deliver it with a lot of uh, coherence, but just smatterings, uh, share with you some things that St. Nikolai says on this gospel lesson today. He says, A grateful man is everywhere valued, liked, invited, and assisted. He who learns gratitude learns mercy, and a merciful man walks more freely in this world. So... He who learns gratitude learns mercy. So I think this is an important thing for us to uh, reflect on. Man's gratitude will not add anything to God's peace and contentment, but it will add greatly to man's. <laughs> the, he, in the front end, he go, goes on and on about how... <clears throat> Uh, we wouldn't think negatively of a, a man who nourished within his children the 
the art of gratitude, <laughs> the art of saying thank you. You know, you give him something to say, now say thank you, and, um, and gave many other il- illustrations, teaching a child to give thanks. And he says, but, but what does the father gain from that? The father really doesn't gain anything from that, but the child who learns to give thanks gains greatly from that. And so God doesn't gain anything by expre- expecting gratitude from us. But he expects that we'll be better if we learn to be grateful. So let me read that quote one more time <clears throat> because that's kind of the backdrop of what he's saying. Man's gratitude will not add anything to God's peace and contentment, but it will add greatly to man's peace and contentment. Learning to be grateful. <clears throat> They cried out to him, Lord, or Master, they said, Master, have mercy on us. And all he said to them was, go and show yourselves to the priest. That's all he said. And uh, St. Nikolai points out, he asks a question, why did the Lord send them to the priest? It was because the priest, it was a priest's duty in Israel to pronounce lepers unclean and exclude them from society and was also to pronounce them healed and clean and healthy and to permit them to return into the society. So Jesus being the giver, being God and the giver of the law does not disobey the law himself but tells them Go to the priest. And it was actually on while they were on their way, before they even got there, that they saw that they had been cleansed. St. Nikolai points out to us that the same, the same word, that these, these words were pronounced by the human tongue, Go and show yourselves to the priest. But what is the word behind the tongue? The word behind the tongue. You know, one of the, one of the patristics illustration of the Holy Trinity is mind, word, breath. Mind, word, breath. Distinct but not separate. How do you, how, how do you disconnect mind, word, breath? Isn't that awesome? It's a great illustration of the Holy Trinity of distinct but not separate. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so this same word that spoke creation into existence, let there be light, now speaks with His human tongue. Go and show yourselves to the priest. How much power is in that statement? The power of to create the universe. He is the Lord of life 
the ruler of sickness, the lawgiver of nature, the conqueror of death. And then he speaks to those who do not believe in uh, creation. Creation more or less demands that there is a creator, right? creation we're not created by mindless and irrational nature but by him the most wise we are not slaves of natural law but servants of the living God who loves mankind we are not the playthings of chance but creatures of Him who created all our elder brethren, the angels, the archangels, and all the immortal hosts of heaven. And so this was the one, this was He, the Word, the Logos, who in His human flesh spoke to these lepers and said to them with power beyond the words, Go and show yourselves unto the priest. So he speaks to the, uh, the naturalist. Now he speaks to the Christians who love to point the finger at the heretics. Because this man was a Samaritan of the ten lepers, the one who came back, the nine who did not come back were Jews. The one who came back was a Samaritan. And St. Nikolai points out to us that Samaritans, some of them were half Jews, but did not worship on the holy mountain of Jerusalem. And the rest were Assyrians and were not Jews at all. And so this heretic comes back to give thanks. (laughs) But is anyone a stranger to Christ? St. Nikolai asked. Did he not come to save all men and not just the Jews? The Jews were proud of being chosen by God and of their knowledge of God that surpassed all the nations on the earth. But here's an example that shows their darkened minds and their hardness of heart. An Assyrian, a pagan, had more of an enlightened mind and a nobler heart than the self-congratulatory Jews. Sadly, this history is repeated in our day with the chosen and the non-chosen. Today, you're going to be shocked at this statement, today some pagans have a more open mind and grateful heart towards God than very many Christians. Many Muslims, Buddhists, Farsis, and others can put many Christians to shame by their heartfelt prayers to God and the ardor of their thankfulness to Him. And so we can call ourselves a Christian but with an ungrateful heart 
never returning to God to bow down before him and give thanks, what good is it? Is it salvific? And so to be a Christian is to give thanks. Finally, he speaks to um, greedy bosses. We'll call it. We'll call it greedy bosses. <laughs> but anyway, this one is a convicting one too, and uh, I'll read this and then try to wrap wrap it up. Let all who conceal. Uh, this is the. This is his comment on Jesus saying when he returned, when the man returns, go in peace, your faith has made you whole. Now, Jesus healed him, didn't he? Jesus healed him, but when he comes back and gives thanks, he gives the man the credit. Your faith made you whole. My dad once told me, he he said, a good leader is someone who takes the blame and gives the credit. Now Jesus has nothing to blame himself for, but he's very good at giving credit to other people. Let all who conceal another's grain of merit lay emphasis on their own wagon load and draw near in shame, and learn from Christ the righteous one. They are no less robbers and thieves than the rich man who adds the poor man's tiny field to his own vast acres. (laughs) The rich man grabs the poor man's tiny little field. Now it's mine. Let all the generals who conceive the part their soldiers have played in victory and spread abroad the fame of their own merit Draw near the shame and learn from Christ the true one. Have you ever heard a leader take, take credit for doing something that his soldiers did? And never saying one congratulatory thing to the soldiers that put their lives at risk on the line to accomplish the deed. Let all engaged in commerce and industry who play down the merit of their success that belongs to their workers and helpers ascribe this entirely to their own zeal, wisdom, and luck. Draw near in shame and learn from Christ, the humble one. Do we know bosses and CEOs and uh, owners of company that take credit for every everything that happens in their com- in their company but no credit is going to the workers to the factory workers to the brilliant minds in research and and development and they take all the credit Am I one of those people? (laughs) Finally, let the whole human race, who in their own proud 
blindness, ascribe all good, all skill, all success to themselves alone and conceal or forget God's enormous share in it all. Let them draw near in shame and learn from Christ the lover of mankind. Let them draw near and learn how the true God does not conceal a single man's grain of merit in the wagon load of his merit, but on the contrary, conceals and keeps quiet about his own and emphasizes that of men. Go in peace. Your faith has made you whole. Does this not increase our admiration, our adoration, our love, and our worship towards Jesus Christ when we see Him humble Himself and give credit to others? If we're going to be Christ-like, Christians, then we should do the same. God help me and God help us all to be grateful, to give credit to others and to never forget or neglect the coming together to offer our thanksgiving, our Eucharist to Almighty God.